0: Welcome to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry, episode 89 this morning. Happy Monday, or this afternoon, rather. I, <laughs> ugh, I've lost all sense of time since uh, I have commenced this social distancing. I continue broadcasting to you from my guest bedroom. Been here for about a month now, uh, and it's a challenge. It's a struggle. It is a uh, it's a burden on me. I'm going a little bit stir-crazy. A little bit of cabin fever is setting in. Uh, but I'm also settling into some new routines. This is the new now, and I'm going to make through Make it through it just fine. I uh, hope you are feeling the same way. Uh, I've extended an invitation over the past few episodes of the program, and it is to hear from you. And uh, let me just tell you, some of the voicemails that we have received have been absolutely phenomenal. The advice has been beautiful. Uh, You're doing well. And uh, hearing from you, hearing how you are overcoming some of these anxieties and stresses has been so uplifting to to me. And I've been getting a lot of input from other folks listening to this program uh, that as you share your experience with folks, uh, it's doing a lot of good. So let me extend that invitation once again. We've all been affected by this whole deal. Uh, I am curious how it is affecting your life how you're dealing with it, and any bit of advice you may have to offer others who are facing uh, this battle alongside you. So the number to call is 801-575-7668. Again, 801-575-7668. Call in, leave a voicemail, and if you wouldn't mind too, leave your name and number. Uh, Producer Amy may want to have a longer conversation with you, and she'd be uh desirous to hear what you have to think and i would love uh, to share on these airwaves your experience your advice and how you are being affected by uh, this coronavirus uh so that's that that's my invitation please uh, take me up on it i'd love to hear from you now i need to offer you an apology Uh, On on Friday, there was a a press conference hosted by the governor and various other uh, state and community leaders. We heard from the governor. We heard his announcement that soon, uh, maybe early May, there will be aspects of our economy to reopen, namely uh, elective medical procedures, uh, gyms, restaurant dining rooms. He opened up the state parks, uh, which uh, my wife and I and little baby Piper, we went out and enjoyed uh, an afternoon at Antelope Island on Saturday. Uh, You got to watch out for the bugs, but otherwise it's a beautiful place. Anyway... Part of that press conference in which the governor made these announcements, there were a handful of other announcements. I presumed that they would all be along the lines of things that we had learned already earlier in the press conference, and we broke away. Well, it turns out uh, that after we broke away, uh, there was a little piece of information revealed uh, by Sister Jean Bigham, Relief Society President for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints during that press conference. Let me uh, make uh, good on the promise to make sure that you are up to speed on everything that took place in that press conference and share with you uh, just a few of her words uh, that uh, before a conversation we're going to have with a good friend of mine to explain uh, exactly what's being rolled out by the church, uh, Sister Bingham.
1: Over 100 years ago, Relief Society doctors and midwives helped establish some of the first health institutions in Utah, and this is an exciting time to these many years later to partner with Intermountain Healthcare and University of Utah Health Systems on a new project. These people are dedicated creative and some of the finest health care providers in the country. Utah is successfully addressing COVID-19 with strong social distancing, personal protective equipment for medical professionals, and the use of cloth masks by the general public when away from home to help each other keep safe.
0: Sister Bingham then went on to describe what the numbers look like.
1: Hospitals in Utah use 50,000 disposable masks every day. In the project launched today by IHC, University of Utah and Latter-day Saint Charities volunteers will sew five million clinical face masks for frontline care providers. This will provide a 100-day supply of this critical personal protective equipment to the hospital systems.
0: So that is what, uh, on Friday, the Relief Society president uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints had to say. Now, uh, to go into greater detail... Uh, As far as what this project, Project Protect, means, what it entails, and what has happened thus far over the weekend, uh, I have uh, Tad Welch, reporter for the Deseret News, uh, on the line now. Sir, how are you doing? First off, let me say I I miss you. It's always a treat when you and I are able to join together in studio and have a conversation about these important things uh, and the fine stories that you write for the newspaper. To do so over the phone, it's fine, all well and good, but uh, I look forward to to seeing you again, shaking your hand if we're able to ever do that again.
2: Yeah, I do, too, Lee. Uh, yeah, it's always good to be with you in person, but we'll, uh, we'll go through this a little bit longer to help protect everybody.
0: That's the way. Uh, tell us about Project Protect.
2: Oh, what a, what a great project. It's fascinating. Uh, by the time Sister Bingham had spoken that, that uh, afternoon on Friday, um, the website had had hundreds of thousands of hits, uh, projectprotect.health. Uh, people who want to sew these medical-grade masks to protect healthcare workers were, were getting on the site and hitting refresh and hitting refresh because every time they would fill out a form, it would take them to a blank page because the site was just overwhelmed. Um, the response was immense. And uh, by Sunday evening, uh, the full allotment of 10,000 spots had been taken up for this first week of the project. They need 10,000 volunteers a week for five weeks and uh, and they were already full by Sunday night.
0: Now, what do the, the volunteers do? Why, why uh, is there a limited capacity for volunteers and such like that? What does the project exactly entail?
2: Oh, great question. So they're making these medical-grade masks, uh, 100 each. So each person who volunteers will receive 100, a kit to make 100 masks, and they will have to just do some straight-line sewing. Um, so it's it's pretty basic sewing for Experts for me, it would be very difficult. (laughs) Uh, Don't sell yourself
0: short. You can pull it off. I'm sure you're a very capable (laughs) man. My wife would
2: help me. Um, (laughs) She's an expert. Uh, So we—it's this—it's this uh, this incredible large project, but broken down into small pieces. But there's so much product to be moved. Um, Deseret Transport, uh, one of the, uh, which is a church operation, is in in the process right now of delivering all of this material, all of these uh, kits. That have already been cut out um, to, you know, the, the material's been cut out to Deseret industry locations, five of them across the Wasatch Front. So these volunteers, 10,000 of them, can pick them up um, between 9 and 2 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, so it will be quite an operation. You'll, you, they'll pull up the workers there, which will be healthcare workers who will benefit from this and get the masks. They will f- see on the dashboard of the car um, the confirmation that this person should get a kit. person will pull up, pop their trunk, the kit will be put in the back, and they'll drive away so that they can get to work, and And their goal is to finish their 100 masks by Saturday and return them to the same location where they picked them up.
0: Absolutely fascinating. Uh, t- time has run out, but I want to, uh, just before I let you go, uh, tell me about the, the comparative scale of this operation compared to what happened uh, during the Olympics in 2002.
2: Yeah, this is what uh, Dan Lillianquist from uh, Intermountain Healthcare says is the biggest volunteer effort since the Olympics, which, of course, uh, galvanized the whole state. And you had uh, workers, uh, volunteers uh, at, you know, a dozen different Olympic uh, venues across the state, plus entertainment areas and and other things for families to go to. Um, This compares with that very well. It will take 750,000 volunteer hours to complete 5 million masks in five weeks.
0: Absolutely fascinating. Uh, Tad Walsh, I'm grateful to you for your time. Thanks for your reporting on this issue. Uh, Let's look for more opportunities to, to chat, all right? I look forward to seeing you again.
2: Let's do it, Lee. Thanks. Take care of yourself.
0: Will do. You do the same. Uh, fascinating stuff. Great opportunity to serve. The website is pro, uh, projectprotect.health. Uh, check it out. See if you are able to, to slip in there. If you've got some sewing skills and some time to share, uh, there's an opportunity uh, to do it. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, I want to talk about two topics. One is ARUP. We had a conversation last week about these antibody tests. Well, Turns out this uh, Utah operation is spreading its efforts worldwide. Uh, and then uh, I want to talk to you about gyms. The announcement on Friday from Governor Herbert was that we may be seeing gyms open as early as May 1st. That's 11 days from today. Uh, are you ready to go back to the gym? Are they ready to receive you? We'll chat about it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.